Americans are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 Tuna Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon. It is I, Chuck Morse, here at Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, Eastern Standard Time, here at the USA Radio Networks. You're welcome to join us, 844 439 1391. 844-439-1391. We are turning our attention today to a historic issue, which was the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, November of 1963. And the many, many things that are now coming to light with regard to that. There's been a lot of recently declassified information. I've had Jerome Corsi on this program to discuss this. He has a new book about who killed, called Who Killed Kennedy. And uh, we're now joined by Bar McClellan, who has a new book coming out soon called The Verdict, which uh, talks about how LBJ killed JFK. Uh, the book exposes the secret high-level conspiracy in Texas that led to President John F. Kennedy's death and the secession of Lyndon B. Johnson as president in 1963. Attorney Barb McClellan, my guest, a former member of LBJ's legal team, uses hundreds of newly released documents, including insider interviews, court papers, and the Warren Commission, to illuminate the maneuvers, payoffs, and power plays that revolved around the assassination of Kennedy and to expose LBJ's involvement in the murder plot. Barb, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, it's sure a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. Uh, Bar, first of all, I'll talk a little bit about uh, your background and how it is that you got involved in this issue. Well, it started out getting a law degree and being qualified to work with uh, Johnson's law team. Um, graduated from law school in 1964 uh, and uh, went to Washington for a couple of years to pick up some experience in the big city. Uh, came back, was yeah. hired by uh, by. Ed Clark, who is uh, at the time recognized as the most powerful man in Texas, and was the only man uh, Johnson trusted. Anyway, we went to work with him, uh, did a lot of cases. Um, I had to split company with him. He wanted me to do a case uh, involving 
uh, Leon Jaworski, and there was no way I could do that. I left. Uh, right. Moved to Houston, opened a law firm here, and uh, in 1994, I was able to turn a lot of attention to what had happened uh, with the assassination. The main step I took was to review what Warren had done, and uh, saw the fingerprint evidence was weak. I carried it a step further, and um, engaged a, a fingerprint well, expert who did a blind study okay. and found a match to a fellow who had done some killing for Lyndon before. Uh, brought this to the public's attention and have been working on it ever since. It's been a fascinating journey. You did, yeah, no, it's a fascinating subject, and I think that a lot of the things that have been said for many decades by people who have been who have done legitimate research in this topic is now coming to light. I mean, the, 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 it's gradually being released to the public. Uh, the fact that that there's still information about the Kennedy assassination. That's that's classified is outrageous. Uh, there's nothing that would involve that assassination that would be in any way compromising national security today. Most of the people, most of the principals are now dead. That you know, the, the American people ought to know the full and unvarnished truth. Everything You're absolutely all right be on released. that. You know, we, we should get a complete, you know, grasp of the history. And, and the entire story, and you know these these things are uh, often left classified as a way of preserving reputations. It's very political. I mean, I'll give you just a quick sidebar here. The Venona decryptions were released in the 1990s after the fall of the Soviet Union. They proved they were there were American decryptions of Soviet com- communication with members of the Roosevelt administration, and they proved that people like Alger Hiss and Harry Dexter White and a lot of other people at high levels of the Roosevelt administration were working with Stalin and were, whether they were communists or not, they were helping the Soviet Union. And if that had been released at the time, back in the late 40s, we could have avoided the whole McCarthy business and and all of it because there wouldn't have been any need for McCarthy. We would have known these people were communists. (laughs) You know, we would have had it. They would have been prosecuted and probably thrown in prison. But There's but no, it wasn't yeah. released because Truman decided that it didn't look good for the Democratic Party. Mainly, he wanted to be reelected. You know, it was easier to keep the thing under wraps. And I think that the same dynamic is at play with the Kennedy assassination. It's protecting certain people. It's protecting certain reputations. And we're not going to find out about it for another, I don't know, decade or two decades. And. Uh, you know, it's just it shouldn't be going on in this country. We should know the full and unvarnished truth of exactly what happened. Now, you make yeah. some startling comments here, Barr, and I want you to justify it because what you're saying here is that Vice President Lyndon Baines Johnson, basically, for lack of a better word, that he killed Kennedy. Is that right? That that cuts right to the heart of it. And when you put it all together, there's no other way to go. And what happens is everything you've said about how these things get covered up unnecessarily come to bear here. You are specifically um, well-located to do something about it, too, being in Brookline. And, of course, that's where John Kennedy was born. What the cover-up has meant, how it works, is they 
protecting Lyndon Johnson every step of the way, saying we can't, you know, compromise. We can't take down a president of the United States. The problem is John Kennedy was a president of the United States also. And to the extent they don't bring out this information, they dishonor John Kennedy. And what has happened when I brought out my information first in, in my first book is I heard back from the Kennedys. And the Kennedys uh, gave me a lot of help in coming up with new information, just like you mentioned. It's there. It's I'm doing my best to bring it out. And there is more. And we need to get that information out there for John Kennedy. Um yeah, you bet. Now, Bob, let me ask you something. You say you've been in touch with the Kennedys, after, you know, obviously after the fact. Why didn't the Kennedy family pursue the issue a little bit more publicly, a bit more vigorously? Why didn't Robert Kennedy or Ted Kennedy? I mean, you know, Ted Kennedy never really discussed this issue at all publicly. I mean, what, well, why not? I think one big reason was they didn't have enough information then because it was so well covered up by the Warren Commission. But uh, I had uh, contact with a woman who had dated John Jr., spent time in the um, uh, Jackie's mansion there in Park Avenue in New York, and she came up with a lot of that information, and it came down to Jackie being so concerned for the safety of her children that she left the country. Remember how she married uh, right. Onassis sure. and left. And yeah. they have been scared since then. But at the same time, what Meg Azani, who was uh, dating John Jr., could bring out was how John Jr. saw what had happened as he grew up. And, you know, I think a son has a special attachment to a father. And he saw what had happened and, and chose as a quest in his life was to find who killed his father. And he started you, George do you think that had any? Do you think that had anything to do with his mysterious accident? Or, well, or she, and Meg was the closest one, the, fella, the, the lady who had been helping me, um, and she didn't want to go there. I don't go there because I just don't have enough information. Part of my experience has been that to really find answers, you need insiders who can uh, bring out uh, small things or big things and piece it all together and make a total case, uh, which is what I've been able to do. But she didn't say that. She did say that when he quit George, he stopped it. It was because he wanted to run for president. So lots of questions. Right. Well, we'll leave that there. And also, the you know, there's another sidebar, which was that George Magazine, just I think the last issue before he died, they ran a, a pretty major piece on this Professor Carol Quigley, who uh, is the author of a book called Tragedy and Hope, and it kind of is, is an expose of the whole rotten Eastern Seaboard establishment. I mean, these, you know, it's one of these books that was suppressed, and uh, I'm not saying that there's a connection there, but it's interesting that Kennedy was kind of a truth teller. I mean, he was. Uh, he didn't worry about. He seemed to just go forward and 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 want to get to truths in a way that uh, you don't see a lot of people do. And uh, you know maybe he was digging into um, the Kennedy assassination. That wouldn't surprise me at all, based upon just what we've seen of his uh, his public work. 
But getting back to the issue of the Kennedy assassination itself, um, I recently read um, a book by Roger Stone. I don't know if you know who he is. He, he was oh, yes. with the um, the Nixon. He's with the Nixon administration, and he says basically. He doesn't point a direct finger at LBJ, but he brings out some interesting things in that book about the fact that what LBJ was doing the night before the assassination in Dallas, he was having this party with this oil man by the name of Clint Murchison, and that there were comments made at that party that were witnessed by people where he said, we're going to get this job done tomorrow and everything's going to be changed. And that uh, Kennedy did indicate that he was going to be dropping Johnson from the ticket. In fact, the very day of the assassination, there was a special bulldog edition of the Boston Herald or the Boston Globe, which said Kennedy drops Johnson. And there was some rather dark, macabre humor over this, where people said, well, I guess it looks like Johnson dropped Kennedy. Uh, And that Johnson was... (laughs) Yeah, and and that also Lyndon Johnson had some... uh, legal problems. You had the Bobby Baker scandal. There were some other things that were kind of nipping at his heels and that he very well could have could have ended up in jail. Uh, And so he had motivation. He had motivation to do this. I mean, he was saving his own neck, but also he was obviously advancing his overwhelming and, and overpowering ambition to be president of the United States. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, I don't think anyone would question that Johnson had a motive and that Johnson, more than anyone other human being, gained from the murder of Kennedy. That's the point that needs to be investigated further and exposed, and I've done what I can. He started out having problems with his father, who was a failure, and his mother was in tears, and he made his mind up then, so the experts tell us, that he was going to be a complete success. Well, he started out finding out he could steal elections way back when. He kept doing it. He found out there was no uh, no penalty to be imposed because he was a big guy, big shot. And uh, the first murder we know about was uh, Sam Smithwick, who was going to reveal what happened in one of the stolen elections. Uh, he was found to be strangled in his um, prison cell. Uh, that was the verdict. Strangulation. I don't know how you strangle yourself, but that was what they tried to come up yeah, with. Yeah, somehow, so, so something, something had to give, someone had to give a little hit. All right, we'll be right back. My guest is Barb McClellan. The verdict is the book. We'll be right back. Thousands of Americans are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 Tuna Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. 
You're sick. You feel awful. And now you're thinking about dragging yourself to see a doctor. You're in the waiting room filled with people who look sicker than you or worse, waiting endlessly in the emergency room. That's the way the system works, right? Wrong. Now there's a better way. Imagine having a doctor on call 24-7 that can help find out what's going on and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy right over the phone, all at a fraction of the cost. I'm talking no deductibles, no extra costs, no appointments, and no germ-filled waiting rooms. Just top-notch medical doctors 24-7. Call now to be accepted 100% guaranteed. But you must call now to register for free and get your health pass absolutely risk-free for 14 days. Just call 800 375 It's easy and affordable, and registration is free. Call now to get 24-7 coverage starting today. But hurry, free registration will not last forever. Call 800-375-0299. That's 800-375-0299. 800-375-0299. Hi, I'm Gina Jerowitz. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerowitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, the three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you. You don't have to be a salesperson and you get to work with nice family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. What if I told you that you could reverse diabetes and stop taking your diabetes medication? If you or someone you care about has diabetes or prediabetes, there's a special free video you need to watch. You may have heard about this. It's all over the Internet. Diabetic99.com People who have followed this plan at Diabetic99.com have not only normalized their blood sugar, but have stopped taking their diabetes meds completely with their doctor's approval. Diabetic99.com is a natural, drug-free approach to reversing diabetes with remarkable results in as little as four weeks. Diabetic99.com will save you from being a slave to doctor-prescribed drugs. It's easy. Diabetic99.com gives you three specific actions to get your blood sugar under control. And the best part is the main ingredient and solution is a common spice found in most kitchens. Watch the free video for yourself at Diabetic99.com. Watch for free at Diabetic99.com. Get back the quality of your life and free yourself from diabetes medication. Go to Diabetic99.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Barb McClellan's my guest. She's a former member of LBJ's legal team. She's an attorney. This book is The Verdict. She also has Blood, Money, and Power, which is available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle, how LBJ killed JFK. So, Bar, what you have then is motivation for sure. You've got the means. How did he pull it off? Well, yeah, you do have all the, all the means and everything that you need in a criminal case. What he did was use Mac Wallace. Now, he's the fellow we found the fingerprint match for on the sixth floor at the sniper's nest. That's plural snipers. Um, we could then tie him into uh, and have um, 
question about it, uh, that Oswald was there too, but he apparently was what he said he was. He had left it and was downstairs uh, during the shooting. Right. He said he was a patsy. And he was a patsy. And there are several examples in my this upcoming book of how other men were patsies for Johnson. I mean, he set it up in several different ways, including my law partner, Ed Clark. But the big question I had when I, the first book came out was who else was there? And we had some pretty good suspects. By we, I was working with several uh, well-known uh, researchers. And um, we couldn't be for sure. But since my since that book came out, many people have contacted me. It's been delayed in, in getting out just because so many new people have come in with new evidence, strong evidence. But one of them was an attorney for Estes who was also uh, with the Army and had close ties with um, the intelligence community. And he could name uh, two more people who were likely involved. And what I'm doing right now to finish up the book and get it out there is using what I can with these men who claim to be or are somehow seen to be involved as other shooters um, to prove up uh, what they could prove, what they could show. Because obviously if they're there, they're going to add very important evidence. And that is still being corroborated. The book is going to final by the middle of the next month. And in that time frame, it's going to be proven up. But what it looks like, and what's coming out is that the CIA was there, and the CIA has been identified as being involved through uh, another fellow who came to talk to me about the case, a guy named Jack Worthington, who had been told by his mother that John Kennedy was his father. Now, he looked into that but dropped it. It was too touchy a subject with the Kennedys. He's not interested in that. What he did have, though, was a tie-in back in Texas with a fellow who had been a roommate with Johnson when they were in college and who had done all kinds of favors for Johnson since then. And his gang, his team at a bank in a small town called Eagle Pass, which was also known as the Smuggler's Hole, um, had people working with him who were with uh, the mafia, with the CIA, and he had George DeMorenshield visiting there. And, of course, that oh, brings yeah. in Oswald. I mean, the the whole gang was down there uh, with as close ties they had to Mexico, so close a ties that this fellow uh, named Robert Bibb was able to, well, he arranged the honeymoon for the Kennedys. Uh, they went to Acapulco. And, and, I mean, the guy was in everything for Johnson, helping, you know, helping Johnson wherever he could. But the point, the big point that came out of it all with Jack was, Worthington was being able to tell me how the CIA was involved. Rogue CIA agents, ones that are barely on the radar, even after all these years, and who are probably going to, you know, show up with what you talked about at the beginning of the program uh, is finished. That is, when we get this evidence out, we know where it is. Uh, it's a very important thing to do, but it's got three three about people what? are involved. Just, yeah, uh, I mean, right off the top of my head, right off the top of my head here, why has it taken so long for these people, these shadowy CIA rogue agents, as you say, why have they? Why has it taken so long for them to come forward? And what about Worthington? Is he still around? Is he a son of John Kennedy? I mean, what, what's the deal with him? 
Well, yeah, he is. I've met him. Um, I'm convinced he was. Uh, he approached the Kennedys uh, looking for DNA. They didn't want to do it. He dropped it. I mean, so. it, it was a it's a murky issue, but I'm bringing it out in the book. But he dropped it. He's not interested in that. He's convinced, and he's pleased with what he's done. But he's also was concerned about his family on his mother's side. That's where the bibs come in, and he wanted to bring that out. And yes, he's still around, and we're, I have a contract with him. We have a working agreement you know, to I'm, get I'm, his book out. I have to tell you, I just did a Google on him, and I'm looking at pictures of him. He sure does look like a Kennedy. I tell you, that's what <laughs> I happened just to me. The, uh, yeah, the physical resemblance. I mean, he looks like young Joe Kennedy. All right, we'll be right back. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerwitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. The three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you. You don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice, family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com, or call 800-480-2102, 800-480-2102. Thousands of Americans are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 2 and weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks. On the Information Radio Network. Thanks so much. And my guest is attorney Barr McClellan. He's got a groundbreaking book uh, that will be coming out in a month or two. And we'll follow up then as well. That being The Verdict, where he brings out evidence that Lyndon Johnson was deeply involved in the conspiracy to kill Kennedy in 1963. Uh, Barr, I'm looking again at Jack Worthington. I mean, his. He looks like Kennedy's son, but he also, it's been written about heavily. Vanity Fair, he's been published, uh, his accusation, that is. Um, he uh, was involved with, his mother was in the Bibb family, which was very connected to uh, LBJ in Texas. Um, and he seems to be someone who's uh, someone who's connected to all of this stuff. Please uh, explain, it's very complicated, so please explain 
the connection there and and how this sheds light on the uh, on the case. Well, it, it is very complicated, and the the big input I get from Jack is how his family was working with these rogue CIA agents. Uh, it is a very deeply involved thing, going back in history to his grandfather, who was one of the Teddy's Rough Riders, which took him to Cuba and set him up with the Deer uh, Tractor Program, exporting uh, Deer tractors into Cuba over many years. And, of course, when Cuba went Castro, uh, Bib was there ready to help out with uh, arms and weapons to, that were needed uh, for the uh, Bay of, uh, up to the Bay of Pigs. It was this kind of connection, right. and it kept on going. And they were bringing in drugs, too, which is another CIA trait. They like to you know, deal in drugs because they make more money. Um, that all came out in a court trial in New Orleans. Well, it really wasn't a trial, but they brought, they brought uh, charges against uh, the CIA and, um, and uh, mafia members. Was this, uh, was this the Garrison case? Was no, it wasn't the Garrison case. General? Not no, this was later, and it was um, a cleanup sort of case. After Johnson was out of office, they were represented by my partner, Ed Clark, and it was a plea case, and nothing was really produced, but the names are there, and they all tie into uh, CIA and mafia. The point here is uh, these cases, uh, these participations, these conspiracies are well hidden. I mean, they are so far off um, off of the radar that you, you can't really dig them up, especially when the CIA is lying about it. It takes, again, like I say, an insider who can pinpoint these people and bring them out and, and, and weave, uh, weave the web, so to speak, to tell you what had happened. And this is what Jack has been able to do. you got to understand, he was out of the country for many years uh, as an international traitor. I mean, he was there when uh, China... China Steel went public. Uh, he was there on a number of other big transactions uh, with the uh, the Tigers over there, the Southeast Tigers, and uh, the, sure. the companies there that were really making progress. And he really didn't know about this until his father was on his deathbed and his mother told him, and he was so concerned for his children for a genetic connection that he had to find the answers. And then it comes back to once you've been told this, you got to find out who your father really is. And uh, sure. a lot was done to dig up that information. But he's got to uh, be. The business of the, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's, a, you could just tell by looking at it. But the, uh, the the business of the CIA mafia connection, I mean, that goes back to World War II. I mean, it was the Roosevelt administration that basically hired Lucky Luciano to help with the Italian war front. And, uh, the mob began working with the uh, OSS, which was the predecessor to the CIA. The relationship continued in the 1950s with the, the Dulles brothers using you know, CIA connections in places like Guatemala and uh, you know, in some of their quiet coups. And then uh, I mean, uh, President Eisenhower warned about this, perhaps, when he mentioned the military-industrial complex, of which he was probably a part. Um, Truman had mob connections. You know, it's not new. Anyway, we'll be getting on a break here. We'll be right back.
Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. George Bush and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy. I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the 3-Step Plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much. Bob McClellan's my guest. We're talking about some of the background that led to the assassination of JFK. Uh, This is an important subject for today because it it brings up issues of whether or not this infrastructure is still in place. Uh, Your contention being that Lyndon Johnson was involved in it, that he played a role in it, that he possibly was the main point person in it. He certainly had the most to gain. But we're talking about some of the background with regard to the the rogue CIA slash mafia connection, how that uh, played a role in the Bay of Pigs uh, attempt to liberate Cuba from the, from the communist uh, dictator, 
uh, that Kennedy, uh, he kind of waffled on that one, you know, lost his nerve in the middle of it. There was some anger around that. I don't know if that played a role. Some of the same people that were involved in that, including E. Howard Hunt and uh, some of the the, the, uh, the, the CIA uh, operatives, showed up later at the Watergate break-in. There's a question of whether or not they were trying to or played a role in the pushing Nixon out of power. But going to the Kennedy deal, uh, Barb, what, what is the uh, connection between this rogue CIA mafia infrastructure and LBJ? Well, it's a strong connection through a, a family friend who would do anything for him, and it brings it out onto the crime scene itself. Now, whatever you do in looking at the assassination, you've got to get the crime scene down pat. It is well-defined. I'm afraid that even a, a, a margin of a micrometer will make a difference in the results, uh, and we just don't have that solid evidence. But I was able to bring in the fingerprints. You can bring in the identification of the uh, people who were likely there, and you can find people from the outside who are able to bring in additional leads, which in turn lead to the people themselves. The suspects we have now through the CIA are well-established. My quest, my purpose right now is to find out what these guys who claim to have been there know and see if they fit in with what we know the crime scene is. All right, sorry about this, Bar. we got one more break here. We'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, Barbara Cullis, my guest. How LBJ killed JFK, the verdict. Uh, so JFK, so LBJ is, uh, you know, is obviously plotting this. Uh, he sees it as his only way to achieve the presidency, especially as there's more than rumors that he's going to be uh, knocked off the ticket that uh, certainly Bobby Kennedy hates him and is uh, is demanding that he be dumped. And it looks like that that's exactly where things are going. So he decides to act. Now, uh, talk a little bit about, about that. I mean, just as a sidebar question also, and I don't know if you, you, you might reflect on this, how could John F. Kennedy have been 
so careless as to ride down a street in Dallas in an open limousine like that. I mean, there had already been two attempts on his life. They had canceled the trip to Chicago. They had canceled the trip to, I think it was a Miami or Tampa, because there were legitimate threats. I mean, what was going on there? I mean, it's like it looks like he was a sitting duck. Well, I think John Kennedy was really confident at the time, and he had a great deal of trust in uh, the Secret Service. Going into uh, Dallas that morning, though, he remarked to Jackie that we're going into nut country now. So he knew there was a risk. The decision to leave the, the cover off of the limousine may not have been his, and he may have just accepted the fact that it wasn't there uh, when he got into it. Uh, that was done and it had been traced back to several people with the Johnson uh, camp. But I think it was confidence uh, that John Kennedy had that he would be okay. I mean, he put a great deal of trust in the government. If you look at it from an existential standpoint, he really believed that he was safe because he did believe in the government. Um, he made the mistake. Well, he must have, because he'd be, the pictures of him as he moves down the motorcade there, he looks like he's got not a trouble in the world. I mean, he's smiling and waving. It's as if, you know, nothing is going on. Where exactly was LBJ during all of this anyway? Well, he was two cars behind and uh, apparently using a phone. And I haven't gotten all the details on this. And, 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 and as I've said, you've got to be specific. But he was apparently on the phone. There is a photograph that shows he may have ducked just before the shots were fired. The first shot was fired. And then he was covered by Secret Service agent Youngblood to protect him. Um, which again is. Was he also in an open open limousine, or was he? Uh, oh, an open limousine, an open no, he, ca a car, yeah, he, or, or yeah. It was open. Yes, he was open. So okay. he had reason to be worried. Uh, the shots may not go as planned. Not, I mean, the, because right. the guy they knew, this guy Oswald, was far from being a marksman or any kind of a shoot. He was one step above being dropped out of the military because his low grades on shooting. Um, but Johnson was there keeping track of what was going on, supposedly. But no one ever questioned Johnson about what he was doing. They took an affidavit from him. It wasn't even an affidavit. They took a statement from him, and that was that. And it goes back to the, how the cover-up got going right from the start. Because when the Warren Commission met, one of the members came in and said, the United States is not a banana republic. The implication was that the government couldn't have been involved. We're not going to look at the government. What they didn't know and what my book brought out was that in Texas, it was a banana republic. And when the crime is in Texas, you can control it and keep it undercover uh, as, as best you can and protect the president on the theory that, oh, we can't implicate a president of the United States. Now, he can kill a president of the United States, but we can't implicate him. I mean, it was so wrong, uh, everything that went sure. down uh, with the Warren Commission. They had no proof beyond a reasonable doubt, I'll assure you of that. Now, Texas at that time also had some pretty serious corruption. I mean, you had the drug scandal in Houston in the 1950s. 
there was mafia, you know, uh, shipments of drugs coming in in Galveston. I mean, there was, you know, there was some pretty big problems there. So, you know, you already had a pretty strong foothold with regard to um, mobsters and uh, and corrupt government officials. Uh, LBJ being uh, kind of almost the top of the heap uh, in, in that regard. Uh, LBJ obviously put on the ticket for Kennedy because he promised to deliver votes in Texas in the same way as he had delivered the votes for himself, especially when he ran against Stevenson, um, and uh, which I think has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he stole that election. I even think his biographer, who's very sympathetic, that being Robert Caro, uh, acknowledges that. All right, we're going to take another right. break. We'll be right back. Have you ever had a piece of chocolate cake call you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. ILikeHowILook.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system. 10 2 and a chew offers powerful natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to ILikeHowILook.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings, so watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Chuck Morse Speaks. Okay, we're back. Barbara McClellan. McClellan is my guest. Uh, so, uh, Barb, what, what was the... Uh, the atmosphere in Texas, and how did that contribute to the assassination? Well, with all of this, and you were saying there were many problems in Texas, but more specifically, there were many problems for Johnson. He had been allied and working with a fellow named Billy Saul Estes on federal money, and Johnson takes a commission on anything, anytime he helps someone, 10 to 20 percent. Right. And Johnson found out, or Johnson learned that Estes was being investigated. And during inaugural week, there was a meeting at Johnson's home in Dallas, in, in Washington, and they talked about how they had to do something about this investigation that was going on. Six months later, the chief investigator is killed, murdered, a vicious murder. It later comes out that it was done by Mac Wallace, the fellow I mentioned earlier, whose fingerprint uh, we could match to the sixth floor, and uh-huh. it was a ruling of suicide. This is because of Ed Clark running the state of Texas. And he was recognized as the boss of Texas by the Reader's Digest, among others. But I, in my book, I could show how he could run the state of Texas and control it. And he could do it through his control of the judges in Travis County, Austin, Texas, because every major case in the state uh, involving the government would run through Austin. It was just the way it was set up. If right. you so had a problem with oil was, so or whatever. Was Clark, impl- 
Was your boss, your former boss, Clark, implicated in the assassination, according to you? Yes, and I say that because I worked with him. Uh, We were partners. First of all, I was told by one of his partners that if the truth be told, Clark arranged the assassination. At the time, I couldn't believe it, but the longer I was there, I found out that was true. And where I really got involved Uh in it was when Clark had to get his bonus and he had lost it uh, because Johnson dropped out uh, of, of running again in, in uh, 1968, was it? No, 19, you know. Right, and um, there I go. All right, we got another break here. We'll be back. Sit tight. I want to continue after the news break, if that's okay, Barb. Uh, we'll be back and listen to the USA Radio. Or a month left over at the end of the money? Then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why, you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the three-step plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Awful. And now you're thinking about dragging yourself to see a doctor. You're in the waiting room filled with people who look sicker than you or worse, waiting endlessly in the emergency room. That's the way the system works, right? Wrong. Now there's a better way. Imagine having a doctor on call 24-7 that can help find out what's going on and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy right over the phone, all at a fraction of the cost. I'm talking no deductibles, no extra costs, no appointments, and no germ-filled waiting rooms. Just top-notch medical doctors 24-7. Call now to be accepted 100% guaranteed. But you must call now to register for free and get your health pass absolutely risk-free for 14 days. Just call 800 375 It's easy and affordable, and registration is free. Call now to get 24-7 coverage starting today. But hurry, free registration will not last forever. Call 800-375-0299. That's Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks here at the USA Radio Networks. Monday through Friday, 10 till noon. You're welcome to join the program. 844 439 1391. 844-439-1391. My guest, who's been gracious enough to stay on for the second hour for a period, is Barr McClellan. He is the author of The Verdict, How LBJ Killed JFK. This book exposes a secret high-level conspiracy in Texas that led to President John F. Kennedy's death 
and the succession of Lyndon B. Johnson as President of the United States in 1963. Attorney Bar McClellan, a former member of LBJ's legal team, uses hundreds of newly released documents, including insider interviews, court papers, and the Warren Commission to illuminate the maneuvers, payoffs, and power plays that revolved around the assassination of Kennedy and the exposure of, F of LBJ's involvement in the murder plot. Uh, Barr, we were talking uh, in the first hour about the conditions around the crime scene. Uh, why did the Warren Commission engage in such a high-level cover-up? Why did they insist on the single man theory, the lone wolf, you know, the single bullet? I mean, I don't think that, that there's a question that Os Oswald wasn't involved, but recent evidence, increasing evidence, in, uh, indicates that it was a bigger and wider conspiracy. I don't even think that that's a question at this point. I think that the um, assassination subcommittee, congressional subcommittee in the 1970s um, came out with a report stating that. So that's become official government doctrine. So therefore, why did the Warren Commission cover this up? Well, I think the biggest reason, and it was forecast by one of the members when he said, we are not a banana republic. We're not going to go after the government at all. Part of his reasoning, part of the reasoning may have been it was the uh, Cold War was going strong. If the Soviet Union were involved, it would be a terrible thing. If it were Cuba involved, it would be a terrible thing. It would lead to another war. They were really intent, I think, on keeping everything back. And they had to look at who the most likely suspect was, and that was Lyndon Johnson. And if they implicated him it would be a disaster for the nation. This was the thinking, I believe, that motivated them okay. to say, we're not going to look at the government. And they didn't. They did everything they could to try and prove that there was a single lone gun, uh, and, and they came up all wrong. I mean, you can, like I said earlier, you can look at the evidence, and there is no evidence, not certainly by any reason, beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, that points to, uh, only Oswald. They just made a big mistake to cover it up. And um, who knows what kind of motivations they have uh, in, in individual cases. But we know Ford moved the evidence around. We know they speculated right. about the single bullet. Uh, we know there was no way one man could pull off those shots that quickly. We know Oswald was not a good shot. I mean, he was almost in the bucket as they put it, in the toilet because of his poor shooting. I mean, the, the award they sure. gave uh, for, for, for his quality was bad. Anyway, all of this was going on. Right, and also the gun that he used, the, the rifle he used, was a, a really old, outdated rifle that that did not ballistically match the bullet, apparently, and that the single bullet theory, which was the, the part of the Warren Commission that was written by uh, Gerald Ford, who was a congressman at the time, um, that's been proven false and admitted as such by the House Assassinations Committee in the 1970s, long after the fact, and I think even Ford himself admitted that, and that Ford was operating, according to what I've read, as, a, as an FBI representative on that committee. So the FBI was a part of this... Uh, I guess you'd have to say cover-up. I mean, was J. Edgar Hoover in it? I mean, why did he want to cover it up? Well, one thing was 
it was part of his duty was to protect the president, and he failed miserably because one of his agents didn't make a follow-up call on Oswald. But he, right. Hoover was in on this thinking that we can't implicate the government. We've got to make it one lone nut. And everything you said about it was true. I mean, you were you listing uh, the different points that were just wrong with the Warren Commission, and you hit the nail on the head. Um, it was wrong. And nowadays, I, and I think this is accepted, that there was a conspiracy. I mean, a supermajority of Americans know there was a conspiracy. What we've got to do is get all the proof out and make the case about what really happened, and it turns on you got you can't ignore Johnson just because he was the president. You can't ignore Johnson uh, because you're ignoring and doing an injustice to John Kennedy. You've got to go and uncover this, right. and there are steps to do so. I've now, tried uh, to outline. Roger, uh, yeah, and you ahead. do a brilliant job of it. Roger Stone, uh, his new book about Nixon, he says that Nixon wanted to get to the bottom of the uh, Kennedy assassination as president and that he intended to open the thing up in his second term, and that very well could be part of why he had to resign, that there were people that did not want this thing opened up, and um, you know they, they basically forced him out of office over this. I mean, that's one of his theories. What well, he, he, he's right, and uh, I've talked to Roger Stone some, but I've talked to a fellow named Doug Caddy, who was involved from the beginning with the Watergate break-in and who represented Billy Saul Estes when he offered to tell all he knew to the Department of Justice and was going to tell how he killed JFK. But Billy Saul Estes had to shut up because the DA wouldn't give him um, immunity. Um, so all of this is there. Uh, that What Roger Stone has presented is solid material. Um, when I said we've talked, but, but we have not worked together, I think it's best for the researchers right, that are in on this that we keep an arm's length to avoid any any, any kind of, wow, well, you're being favoritism or something. I mean, because the critics are out there, and that's where I really found out how mean they can get. I mean, I've been waterboarded. I've been firebombed and everything else. And it doesn't make any difference. It's coming out. We're, we're going to get the story out right, there. It's taken, right. it's taken some effort, but it's coming out. And it, it's in the, the, the it's, book. It's, coming, it's starting to, you know, finally there seems to be a critical mass. I mean, and it's pushing out. What, what, what would the, why would the mafia and the, uh, the CIA, why would they want Kennedy knocked off? I mean, I get the Johnson connection, but why would they work with Johnson? What did they get out of it? Well, I think the biggest thing there, and I've tried to bring this out in the book, is there was this atmosphere of real displeasure with John Kennedy, not just because of the Bay of Pigs, but because he was they knew he was trying to talk to Khrushchev for a treaty of peace and all kinds of steps to set up a world government. Uh, this is real speculative in my, in my view from what I know, I but we can get that kind of evidence out here. They were... Really unhappy now, let me just, that he let me was just going to give up. I, I just want to dwell on I want to dwell on that a little bit because um, several people that I've interviewed over the years, including Roger Stone and uh, and Jerry Corsi and others, they bring up this element that the mil certain military figures who might have been connected to the CIA or rogue elements, they were upset at Kennedy because of the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis that they wanted Kennedy to 
to go out and you know bomb the Ruskies. I mean that uh, Kennedy refused to do this. He stood up to them. There was a real shouting match, and uh, he basically uh, came to a a deal with Khrushchev, one that led to both Kennedy's and Khrushchev's undoing. But uh, well, that he went against this uh, a certain element of the government that wanted to go to war with Russia. That's it. When Eisenhower identified the military-industrial complex, he was identifying a huge conspiracy. And in their defense, they were concerned about the future of America, but they didn't see the consequences of what they were talking about. And yet they were willing to do, uh, in in this case, uh, assist in the cover-up and build this atmosphere that Kennedy had to go. it wasn't that they were involved in assassination, but they were generating this, and it fell over into some of these CIA rogue agents that the, that the House Special Committee identified. And um, what they did, when they were asked if they wanted to participate, they said yes. Uh, but that's, you've really got to understand, this all goes on way off. Uh, again, I said the radar, but I mean, there are no meetings, there are no minutes. There's no videotapes or anything. This is Understood. talk, and it's talk that's uh, with signals. You know, a nod can say. Well, we're, we're looking. Do we're, we're doing more than we're doing more than talk. We're taking a look here at, at some of Kennedy's policies that might have been created a uh, kind of a critical mass of anger at him by various elements who felt that the only way to go forward was uh, to to get rid of him. Uh, the other the other element of Kennedy was that, uh, you know, you mentioned this idea of like the uh, the CIA wanting to be involved in some sort of a world order movement. Kennedy was against that. Kennedy was a nationalist. Kennedy wanted, uh, you know, he was actually quite conservative. And, uh, you know, in a sense, his assassination led to a, a really major change in the way this country did business. I mean, that, that can't be denied. I mean, under Johnson, you had this huge, good, you know, great society, and the the whole welfare system was put in place, and you had more changes than at any time since the early years of the New Deal. Kennedy was against all of that. Kennedy was also against escalating the war in Vietnam. Is there not evidence that Kennedy wanted to withdraw? the military from Vietnam or, or reduce it. And within oh, days of his assassination, while his body was still lying in state in the rotunda, Johnson was meeting with military figures at the White House planning to escalate the war in Vietnam. So exactly. I mean, these were all factors. Things ch- really changed on a dime with Kennedy's they, assassination. And the, thir- the third thing I'll bring up in this one, gets into some wild and woolly conspiracy thought, and I'm not endorsing it, is that John F. Kennedy authorized in the summer of 1963 the issuance of a, of a great deal of money backed by silver coin. In other words, silver certificates, not through the Federal Reserve. That was stopped within days of Kennedy's assassination. The Federal Reserve once again went back to issuing its own fiat currencies. That's just another story. But the point is there were a lot of interests here. A lot of groups and individuals who felt that their agenda was being held back by the Kennedy uh, administration, and that once Kennedy was out of the picture, those things went forward. There's a sense of that. 
there is. And your uh, what was going on, and I identify this in my book by uh, referring to a CIA manual on the anatomy of a revolution, where they're pointing out what things are going on that stir up this unhappiness. And don't forget, School busing and integration was going on, and that had a lot of people unhappy. The economy was not. Well, that, that didn't happen until the. I don't think that happened until the 1970s. In fact, I'm I'm here in Boston. I remember that. that oh no, no, I'm saying I'm judge, saying it started with the, with the uh, Brown decision, and they were moving in court. Oh sure. Uh, and there was a lot yeah. going on. Uh, but a lot of people were unhappy with a lot of things. Well, Kennedy, Kennedy was Kennedy. Kennedy was kind of a move. When it came to uh, the uh, the civil rights movement, Kennedy was a very slow. He was moving slowly. And oh, he was right, right. Uh, uh, right back. Right back. Five hundred and eighty-nine percent. Five hundred and eighty-nine percent. That is how much more fat you could burn if you were using the ten two and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. A double-blind controlled clinical study showed that the 10-2-in-a-chew weight loss system burned 589% more fat than exercise and dieting alone. Think how much easier it'll be to lose weight. Go to ilikehowilook.com and read the study for yourself. You swallow a small capsule at 10, another at 2, and eat a tasty collagen protein candy chew anytime you need a snack. And with that, you could burn 589% more fat. Watch the video at ilikehowilook.com to get the full story. Most people notice a curbed appetite and more energy the very first day. It's safe, all natural, there's a money-back guarantee, and they'll even send you free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. ilikehowilook.com. Hi, I'm Gina Jerwitz. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerwitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, the three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years and i think we could help you too what people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you you don't have to be a salesperson and you get to work with nice family-oriented people to find out how you could start making more money working from home go to threestepusa.com that's threestepusa.com or call 800-480-2102 You're sick, you feel awful, and now you're thinking about dragging yourself to see a doctor. You're in the waiting room filled with people who look sicker than you, or worse, waiting endlessly in the emergency room. That's the way the system works, right? Wrong. Now there's a better way. Imagine having a doctor on call 24-7 that can help find out what's going on, and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy right over the phone, all at a fraction of the cost. I'm talking no deductibles, no extra costs, no appointments, and no germ-filled waiting rooms. Just top-notch medical doctors 24-7. Call now to be accepted 100% guaranteed. But you must call now to register for free and get your health pass absolutely risk-free for 14 days. Just call 800-375-0299. It's easy and affordable and registration is free. Call now to get 24-7 coverage starting today. But hurry, free registration will not last forever. Call 800-375-0299. That's 800-375-0299. 800-375-0299. 
What if I told you that you could reverse diabetes and stop taking your diabetes medication? If you or someone you care about has diabetes or prediabetes, there's a special free video you need to watch. You may have heard about this. It's all over the Internet. Diabetic99.com People who have followed this plan at Diabetic99.com have not only normalized their blood sugar, but have stopped taking their diabetes meds completely with their doctor's approval. Diabetic99.com is a natural, drug-free approach to reversing diabetes with remarkable results in as little as four weeks. Diabetic99.com will save you from being a slave to doctor-prescribed drugs. It's easy. Diabetic99.com gives you three specific actions to get your blood sugar under control. And the best part is the main ingredient and solution is a common spice found in most kitchens. Watch the free video for yourself at Diabetic99.com. Watch for free at Diabetic99.com. Get back the quality of your life and free yourself from diabetes medication. Go to Diabetic99.com. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Bar McClellan's here. Blood, money, and power. How LBJ killed JFK. Um, so what I think is identifiable is that um, there was a major change in the way we are governed after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. In a sense, he was the last truly conservative president. He was not somebody who played the game with the establishment. He was a maverick. He was a free thinker. He went his own way. He actually believed that as president, he had executive power. You know, he didn't, uh, he wasn't anyone's person, you know. I mean, he was very, I, I sense. And uh, whereas LBJ was a, a creature of this establishment, I mean, he, he went ahead and uh, advanced all of their agenda. Uh, you got I can't it. help yeah. but think that in a broader sense that that has a lot to do with this. Oh, it does, and and you're absolutely right about John Kennedy, which is why I admire him so much, still admire him. I mean, he was a really great president. In fact, he's recommended as one of the great, uh, three great people of the 20th century. Um, he did the job, and he did it right, and that's why he had to go. And Lyndon Johnson was out there. He would do anything on commission and mainly protect himself, and he was very good at doing that because he had the legal system in the Banana Republic of Texas all on his side. And it couldn't help but relate back to what was going on in Washington. So, yeah, it, it, it really was a bad thing because conservative, reasonable policies that John Kennedy was promoting and following, uh, with the assassination, there was a major change. And it, it evolved over the years. It was later recognized as um, a mal, you know, um, malfeasance. I mean, um, an unhappiness. A part of it, I believe, was because there was not closure. When someone dies or is killed, you have to go through the process, including penitence and redemption. They didn't do that, and that's what's also in the book. John Jr. wrote a poem on a penitent society because he could feel uh, what had happened. This is still with us, and um, we need to clear the deck, so to speak, go through the penitence and acknowledge what happened, and the only way we can really do it is, well, with efforts like you're undertaking right now to bring out the story and 
getting this evidence out there. And, and, and in my book, I recommend four steps that we can take um, to improve, to reverse this, uh, what I call, the corruption is so accepted, it's become banal. Okay, so the government's corrupt, so what? Everybody lets it go on. That has to end. And um, there are important steps that we can take to do just that. And I've tried to identify them, um, and we'll be promoting them over the next um, next few months. Uh, fortunately, from my um, experience in Washington as a registered lobbyist, I can plot a plan, so to speak, put my own plot in work to get some legislation out that we need that will focus this issue and, um, I hope, bring closure, which is part of what we need to do. Mainly, we need to just straighten out the government because everybody knows. And I mean, it's just corruption. <laughs> so what? We accept it. And one of the ones I love. No, look, I mean, I, you know, I've been fascinated by this topic since it happened in 1963. I was just a kid at the time. But, um, you know, as somebody who does media, as an author, as a radio host, as a TV host, I have put a lot of time into this as well for the very reason you're mentioning. I mean, there is a sense of wanting to achieve closure so we can have penitence. But in order to get there, we have to identify the, uh, the problem. You know, there was a lot of very lofty things said right after the JFK assassination that we're all to blame and that... Uh, you know, after all, I mean, the Rolling Stones had a line. After all, it is you and me. That's nonsense. It, right. There are people that did this. The American people are not to blame. The American people maybe are to blame only to the degree that we're apathetic, that we haven't stood up and said we want to right the ship of state by identifying the nature of this corruption so that we can not only put the issue to rest, and so that, that JFK's soul can rest in peace, but so that we can make sure it doesn't happen again. You exactly. know, it's a matter of the, re, the reason we have, the reason the Founding Fathers recognized the right to free media, to free press, to free speech, it wasn't so you could say the F word or the S word. It was so that you can investigate corruption and say it in an atmosphere and identify it in an atmosphere that is not fearful. So, you know, what we're trying to get at here is exactly what this was about, what really did happen, and who did it. Anyway, we'll be right back. Right. Awful. And now you're thinking about dragging yourself to see a doctor. You're in the waiting room filled with people who look sicker than you or worse, waiting endlessly in the emergency room. That's the way the system works, right? Wrong. Now there's a better way. Imagine having a doctor on call 24-7 that can help find out what's going on and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy right over the phone, all at a fraction of the cost. I'm talking no deductibles, no extra costs, no appointments, and no germ-filled waiting rooms. Just top-notch medical doctors 24-7. Call now to be accepted 100% guaranteed. But you must call now to register for free and get your health pass absolutely risk-free for 14 days. Just call 800 375 it's easy and affordable, and registration is free. Call now to get 24-7 coverage starting today. But hurry, free registration will not last forever. Call 800-375-0299. That's 800-375-0299. 800-375-0299.
Hi, I'm Gina Jerwitz. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerwitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, the three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years and I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you, you don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Chuck Morse speaks. Thanks so much. Bar McClellan's my guest. Uh, Bar, you say that you have four principles toward um, getting to the truth, uh, toward, toward penitence, as you say. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, what are those principles? Well, four basic principles I think we're seeing missing from government. One is, and it all comes back to what John Kennedy said, ask not what you can do, you know, uh, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, service. And we need, um, and, and this is the top, of the top of the list, we can't lie to the government. That's a, a federal law. We need a law that the government can't lie to us. And any government employee doing it is in trouble. We also need them to adopt the idea of service, that that is the way they're going to make their living, and they're not going to make it by trying to unjustly enrich themselves however they would like to. Closure, I mean, uh, openness. We have to avoid hiding things. They have to be open with us. The government does. And and finally, being as it is a matter of, of service, um, they've got to really focus on what they can do for their country and not what it can do for them. And there are laws that can be passed. There's some in effect now, but we need to restate them and make them tough. And I've written up what I call a code uh, for JFK, really, uh, that will take these um, fundamental principles of government and try and cut out the corruption there. Uh, every any step we can take in that direction is to the good, and I'm hoping, uh, and it's easy enough to write a piece of legislation, to get it into the Congress so they will be considering it uh, over the next next session, next term here, next two years. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I think we can do. The other thing is there is so much evidence, and we know where it is, that they won't expose. And what we can bring is a complaint back to law enforcement and ask them, tell them they have a fundamental duty to serve the person who suffered the most, in this case, the Kennedy family. And until the Kennedy family has its answers, they need to keep going. I mean, they can drop out for any other reason, and they do. But this one is basic to law enforcement. 
and it's brought out by Clint Peoples, who was a U.S. Marshal, and he went after it mm-hmm. in a big way and got Billy Saul Estes um, exonerated, really. This kind of thing has to be done, and a complaint is one way to do it. You mentioned earlier how the Kennedys have been in the background. They've stayed in the background. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Jackie, uh, it, it, it became pretty clear, was scared for her children, which was sure. a very good reason, knowing the extent of the cover-up. And um, now, though, several Kennedy members, like I mentioned, came to me and told me uh, that they endorsed what I have. One of the best ones was the first one, a guy named Wilson Gathings, who was a family member on the on the Jackie side. And he, he, he wrote an email and said, everything in your book is correct. And the unique thing about him was, not only was he a Kennedy on, on like I say, on Jackie's side, he was also, uh, his mother had married a, um, a um, maverick. And that was the family that knew all about the Bibbs uh, in Eagle Pass. So his right. unique insight was really, really strong. There's just so much, though, that has to be brought out. And the third thing I'd like to see, and I'm going to really push this, is just challenge anybody who wants mm-hmm. to come forward and, 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 and talk about this on a legal basis and um, bring out all these points. The evidence is pretty well there. And the real benefit of it all is, is that once you prove a conspiracy, the conspirators have to show there wasn't one. Okay, we'll be right back. Barbara Clemens, my guest, will be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer book. Dot com.
feel awful. And now you're thinking about dragging yourself to see a doctor. You're in the waiting room filled with people who look sicker than you or worse, waiting endlessly in the emergency room. That's the way the system works, right? Wrong. Now there's a better way. Imagine having a doctor on call 24-7 that can help find out what's going on and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy right over the phone, all at a fraction of the cost. I'm talking no deductibles, no extra costs, no appointments, and no germ-filled waiting rooms. Just top-notch medical doctors 24-7. Call now to be accepted 100% guaranteed. But you must call now to register for free and get your health pass absolutely risk-free for 14 days. Just call 800 375 It's easy and affordable, and registration is free. Call now to get 24-7 coverage starting today. But hurry, free registration will not last forever. Call 800-375-0299. That's 800-375-0299. Chuck Morse speaks. which has all sorts of new information in it about Kennedy assassination. Um, Bob, when you say that Kennedy family members have cooperated with you and have, have endorsed your work, has that been the case with any of the so-called official Kennedy people, you know, like the people that run the Kennedy Library, like Joe Kennedy Jr. over here in my neighborhood in Boston, like the young Joe Kennedy who is now congressman? Any of those types? No, and here's one reason. Let me tell you who, who I have heard from. Wilson Gathings, of course, was the first. Then his, uh, there's a Kathleen McCarthy who was um, um, uh, uh, related to Joe, and she's the historian for the family, and she gave me a lot of good information and support. Um, when Megazani, who had dated John Jr., I mentioned earlier, um, got hold of me, she sent a copy of her letter asking me to help her to Caroline. And that was 10 years ago. And they've stayed with me ever since. In fact, Meg talked to Caroline, and Caroline said that she wasn't going to take any position, but that she could go go ahead with her story, that is Meg's story, which was how big oil was involved, which was as far as she could take it uh, before she wanted to get it out on John Jr.'s death. Uh, which she did. Um, I heard Bobby Kennedy uh, Jr., I guess, or the third, is saying now that he believed there was a conspiracy. Um, Caroline is staying in the background, but it is such a delicate issue that to try and talk to him um, has got to be handled with with great care. I don't know how to do that best. But Ted Kennedy was the one who put the lid on uh, Jack Worthington when he tried to uh, bring out his story, which wasn't supposed to even be brought out unless he got the DNA. But anyway, these right. are the family members. And you can't rule out Jack. I mean, Jack has all the traits of John Kennedy once you get to know him and sit down and talk to him. Right, and I think that so, probably Ted, Ted Kennedy might have done that because, you know, of embarrassment over all the various paternity claims. You know, Kennedy, let's face it, he was a womanizer, and who knows? I mean, it was just keeping a lid on that one. But but also, uh, Bar, you know, look, you're taking on the same national security apparatus that Kennedy took on. I mean, and, and to open this thing up could open up a whole can of worms. All right, we'll be right back. 
Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thanks so much. Barbara McClellan is my guest. Again, the book is The Verdict. And we're looking at the, uh, the facts that are coming out around the Kennedy assassination. Again, Barb, by opening this topic up wide, it's not just a matter of getting to the bottom of the Kennedy assassination. But it opens up a can of worms in terms of the same examination of this corrupt um, establishment, whatever you want to call it. I like to call it the Eastern Seaboard Liberal Establishment that that basically was responsible for Kennedy's assassination. I recently had the opportunity to interview uh, Professor Michael J. Glennon. He is a professor at the um, Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy here at Tufts, where I am. He's the author of a book called National Security and Double Government. Now, Mr. Glennon is a liberal. He's a part of the same establishment. He worked as a special counsel for the Senate Foreign Relations Committee uh, a couple of years back. And he says that starting in the Truman administration, the national security apparatus in this country, the CIA, the, you know, the National Security Agency, the NSA, all of these agencies have become so powerful, so secretive, so expensive, so massive, that he refers to it as a literally a double government, that basically the uh, he calls it the Madisonian government. That's the government that we see visibly, the president, the Congress, the Supreme Court, that they're manipulated by what he calls the Trumanite government, and that's this uh, national security government that actually calls the shots. They determine our foreign policy. They determine how we conduct our affairs. I would expand it beyond his definition and say that the same thing applies in a lot of areas, health care, welfare, education. We could take a look at a lot of areas of life where the government is now run by these private agencies that are not accountable to the people. They're not elected. They're often financed off the books, and they're the ones who uh, make the decisions. And it's this that's that could be opened up with an examination of the Kennedy assassination, which is at a point in time, it's a pivot in time, where there was a major shift toward a further empowerment of this so-called double government that Professor Michael Glennon talks about. So I think that's what's the resistance here. It's not just the Kennedy assassination. It's an opening up of this whole rotten, secretive, 
level of government that most Americans have no idea exists. Absolutely right. And there's no question that it can be opened up. And we've seen it over the last eight years when so many times we've been able to get right to the point and all of a sudden we are executive privilege or we hear that the disks were destroyed or we hear any kind of excuse that can be invented. We have ways to get at least the contact of the government with uh, business, and it's, it's, it, it's really big business, uh, which, by the way, I bring out in my book when I go through how the uh, bonus was calculated uh, through the King Ranch and Murkison, who you mentioned earlier, and the Rockefellers, Exxon, yeah. all these big companies. They're all there, and the thing is it can be identified by requiring disclosure if not by the, the powers that be, so to speak, but by the people they deal with in the government. And that's where I mentioned earlier the code that we want these things disclosed, and we want, we've got to have impartiality. That's the best word uh, with government, uh -huh. that they can't favor one over the other. They've got to look at serving their country. Yeah, I mean, we, we can appeal to patriotism. We can appeal to just the use of media as a way to create a critical mass by, by bringing these things out publicly over and over again, by operating as sort of a counter-Fabian approach, you know, gradually increasing the, 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 the power of information and the power of truth as a way to counter this secretive, encroaching, level of government, which wants nothing but the you know creating a falseness. I mean, you say that Kennedy talked about getting at truths. He talked about uh, do you know not ask not what the country can do for you, what you could do for the country. I mean, bring the ship of state to a truthful uh, place. Yeah, th that's what I see this is all about. So anyway, we're reaching toward the end of the program. I'd like to, in any way I can, help you with your work and, and help amplify it. Uh, this program is, is obviously podcasted on on iTunes and on, on Podomatic, so it could be listened to at any time. We can send that out to people so, to get the word out. What bar can you uh, – where do you want to direct people with regard to, to getting more information about you and your work? Well, I think one big thing would be to get you back in politics where you can take some kind of leadership <laughs> on this because you're identifying so much of what needs to be done. Now, I do have a number of contacts. All right, we have to take one more break here. Sorry about that, Paul. We'll be right back to the interview, and I'd like you to let people know how they can reach you. Have you ever had a piece of chocolate cake call you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. ILikeHowILook.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 in a chew weight loss system. 10 2 in a chew offers powerful, natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to ilikehowilook.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. 
It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings, so watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much. Bob McClellan's my guest. Uh, Bob, we only have a minute or so left here, so I'd like you to give out information with regard to how our listeners can get more information about you and your work. Well, I think the main thing is to keep an eye on this book. But excerpts and parts from the book are going to be released over the next few weeks and months leading up to uh, getting the book out. It's been delayed because so many people have come in and added information that we know we've got to get it out there. Um, and I will try and keep you up to date on it and be glad to, um, you know, show up, uh, talk about it, um, back you, <laughs> and get this show on the road uh, as it needs to be. Um, I think, and people do need to realize that I've, I mentioned earlier, I've been waterboarded and firestormed and everything else. But I'm from a little town called Quero, and Quero means in English rawhide, and I can take on these guys. That's not a problem. It's just I need to get it out there, and I really appreciate your um, letting me show up today, um, I'll bring out these things. I had no idea what kind of and agreement we have between us, but we do. No, you bet. And if you're ever up in the Boston area, let me know, because I, I'm going to be hosting a TV show up here that's going to be seen nationally, and I'd like to bring you on to, uh, to talk about it there, right here in the heart of Kennedy country. So, that's you know, where, there, it, would, it, it would definitely be, a, be, yeah, I mean, the, exactly. And this is really where this whole expose should start, and uh, I'd like to contribute to it. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me, Barr. Thanks so much. Uh, let's be in touch. You bet. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. And I shall return, God willing, tomorrow at the usual time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here at the USA Radio Network. Check out my books available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, and up they come. Uh, check out the blog site, which is Chuck Morse Speaks. And, of course, uh, I'll keep you all posted about the uh, the television show, which should be starting uh, sometime in February. I'm already in training there to, in terms of how to do this thing. And uh, have a good day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Heightened concerns about the flu this season, yet few take actions to protect against and fight the flu, according to a new survey from the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, NFID. Dr. Susan J. Rehm, NFID Medical Director, urges individuals to take action. While it's positive to see that there has been more concern for flu, individuals should understand that influenza is a serious health threat. Everyone must do their part by getting an annual vaccination to prevent the flu and taking actions like washing your hands to reduce its spread. If you do get the flu, remember that it is treatable with prescription medicines, which can help shorten the time you're sick. Know the flu facts, fever, aches, chills, tiredness, and sudden onset. If you have these symptoms, act fast and contact a healthcare professional. There is no need to weather the flu. Visit NFID.org and encourage healthy behaviors by sharing hashtag FightFlu memes on your social channels. This Multiview special report is brought to you by Genentech, a member of the Roche Group.